Hello everyone, this is Jake from Between Two Shelves. Today's episode contains conversations about death and may not be suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Between Two Shelves. Today is starting a brand new series for us which we are calling One Off the Shelf, where we're going to be reviewing a book that is picked by my guest and talking about that for a little while. Today we have the book Fever 1793 by Laurie Anderson. And today I am joined by Gara from our reference department. Gara, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Great. So we will just dive right into the book itself. Um, just to give you a little bit of background on it, and just in case you haven't read this book before, it's been out for quite a while, um, th- there are going to be spoilers ahead. So just just a warning in case you do want to read it, um, there, there will be spoilers. So just a little bit of background. So Fever 1793 takes place in Philadelphia and obviously the year 1793. Mm-hmm talks about the yellow fever epidemic that plagued the city that year. Uh, And at that point, Philadelphia would have still been the capital of the United States that had just recently come out of the revolution Mm -hmm. that ended in 1781. Washington is president. The Constitution has just been ratified. All this great historical stuff is happening, and Philadelphia is struck with the yellow fever epidemic. The book itself is historical fiction, but... The history behind it is very sound, very accurate, as far as um, not necessarily the characters, but the actual yellow fever epidemic did happen. Um, it, it even talks about uh, actual historical characters yeah. like Washington, Benjamin Russ, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. And Benjamin Russ was the leading doctor in the United States at the time. Definitely did endorse <laughs> bloodletting um, and vinegar. <laughs> Uh, which did not help. Um, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> probably killed more of his patients than helped them. Uh, the French doctors in the city were the leading minds because yep. they had dealt with the, an epidemic of yellow fever before and knew what to do, um, especially coming from New Orleans where the fever tend to strike about every year. Um, and again, this so this isn't the only yellow fever epidemic that Philadelphia faces. Um, they face quite a few of them. Uh, and just as a little aside, since we are in, you know, local history right now, uh, there is <laughs> a brief moment of yellow fever almost landing in Huntington. Uh, a, a boat does come up from the New Orleans uh, and eventually asks to dock in Huntington. Huntington finds out that there's yellow fever on board and says, nah, you're not docking here. <laughs> they end up in Galpolis and it kills 66 people there. Uh, there's actually a monument there on along the river in Galapagos. Oh, so, I didn't know there was a monument. Yes, it is the actual like uh, rudder or something. The from rudder the from engine, the boat. Like something from the engine of the boat. Oh, that that's interesting. Broke, and that's why the boat ended up in Galapagos because it got stranded in the middle. Did of the river. they go in and like fish it out? I have no it idea. Broke in the river. I have no idea. I'm assuming the boat <laughs> made it somewhere. But, yeah, it's the John Porter. If you want to look more into that story, that's the story behind it. So, Garrett, as far as the book goes, um, what are just some of your initial thoughts about it? Did you enjoy it? Was it 
I really, really enjoyed the book. It was a very quick read. Um, you know, I sat down and read it in a day. It is um, young adult. It, yeah, it's, it, it, it is young adult, wondering. so it's pretty quick to get through. Um, I loved the characters, um, Matilda and her grandfather. Uh, I loved, and spoiler, um, when her grandfather passed away in the book, I did cry. I had to <laughs> step into the back and shed a few tears because it was sad, you know? He spent so much of the book, like, protecting her and, like, going with her when they tried to escape Philadelphia. Um, when when he did, when, when what happened happened and he passed away, I was like, no! <laughs> it was heartbreaking. Um, but Matilda is a very fun character. I thought watching her growth through the book was interesting to see because, you know, at, at the beginning of the book, she starts out almost... Um, I don't want to say like a self-conscious young girl, but you can see how, you know, the way her mother treats her as opposed to like the the helpers at their coffee house. Like yeah. it, it's evident that she's treating Matilda like a, a child almost. Yeah. Um, and Matilda reflects that, you know, she is a young woman, but she, you know, she wants more responsibility. She wants to be treated with respect. I and, believe, I believe in the book, she's only 13 or 14. Yeah. She's a teenager. Well, I mean, she's getting into those years where, like, you know, at this point they're, in time. They're looking at marrying her yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, she's she wants a little bit more respect than yeah, what she's yeah. being given by her mother. Um, and so it's interesting to see that um, initial kind of um, display of her character and then watch her grow throughout the book because, you know, by the time the end of the book comes around, her mother's missing and she's running the coffee house yeah. by herself, um with, um, oh, what's the... Elsa, uh, Eliza? Uh, yeah, Eliza. Her and Eliza are running the coffee house. And I I was like, this is such a win for Matilda. I was so happy for her at the end of the book. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, my uh, initial impression of the book. You know, uh, I enjoyed it. It was a fun read. It was quick. The characters are lovable, and you, you do get attached to them. All the while, the book is um, kind of injecting little pieces of history that you're you're seeing in the background um, yeah I, I i enjoyed that every chapter starts with some historical quote yeah it's accurate um from benjamin rush or or jefferson there were like a lot from like um this one says letter of ebenezer ebenezer hazard in philadelphia 1793 mm-hmm. um just like as you flip through the book benjamin franklin a quote from him at the yeah. beginning of chapter nine i think the last chapter it says um it's a quote from Thomas Jefferson to Benjamin Rush who basically says, because of the yellow fever, there won't be any big cities. Oh. Uh, he was wrong, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a lot more epidemics of yellow fever that strike the United States just because. Uh, yeah, I found that quote. The yellow fever will discourage the growth, the growth of great cities in our nation. Thomas Jefferson letter to Dr. Benjamin Rush, 1800. Yep. He was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a bit. Well, look at look at Philadelphia now. Yeah. I mean, I was just there, and it was like reading this book after just visiting the city. I was like, "Is this the same city?" <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, it's like what three hundred years difference or two hundred and some yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, there was, was a moment. So we we've been working on this book since the beginning of this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, something like that. Um, and there was a moment where I, I at one point at one point I got sick. And missed a day of work. Yeah. You get a little freaked out when you're reading a book about yellow <laughs> fever and you get sick. Uh-oh. Uh, 
I was like, uh oh. Jake's got yellow fever. <laughs> I do not, I promise. <laughs> Everyone quarantine. <laughs> so, um. Get the leeches out. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> uh, that, everything about that just, I hate it. I, I think bloodletting as like a historical thing is so interesting to look at because why leeches? But now, like, if a doctor was like, I'm gonna bloodlet you, I'd be like, do not get the leeches out. I can't tell you what medical purpose that serves. Um, Other than they had no concept of germ theory. Didn't they think that there was like bad blood or something? Yeah. And then like they the leeches. They thought the pestilence yeah. was in your blood. And, um, and the leeches would not, get it out and your body so would make new blood. Not so much. Something like that. <laughs> it, it killed more patients than it helped. Yeah, that and the so, vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah, how there, stinky there was, that city was. There, there is an appendix at the end of this book that talks about some of the historical facts of it. Yeah? And, I didn't uh, read the appendix. It, Sorry. It's interesting. No, that's fine. I, I just looked at it because I saw it. And at one point, it talks about uh, take two sponges as... Was it like directions? Yeah, <laughs> as, as directions from a doctor. Yeah. Well, the two sponges, they would soak in vinegar and they would stuff it up their nose. Because they thought that that would kill what was ever in your body. It didn't, but they they really used a lot of vinegar at this time. Yeah. Like, they would scrub wagons down with vinegar. I kind of hate that. Yeah. Because um, I hate the smell of vinegar. <laughs> yeah. So, just my initial thoughts of the book. Um, I kind of saw some of the thing, same things you did. Uh, I've actually read this before. It was required reading when I was in, like, elementary school, I think. Maybe middle school? I don't school? know. It I wasn't know. required reading for me, so I have actually never heard of this book before. I've heard of the author because I've read her other books speak, yeah. but I had never read this one before. Well, I've I read it before, and I enjoyed it when I read it the first time. Yeah. But reading it again, you start to realize all the, like, really important issues this book deals with. Yeah. Um, Racism. Yeah. Uh, sexism. Um, classism. Classism. A lot of it, too. Yeah. And... I mean, their servant, Eliza, is African-American. Yeah. And they talk about the African-American nurses that they said, mm-hmm. oh, we'd use, we'll use them because they can't get yellow fever. Yeah. Which obviously isn't true. Well, the part of the book where um, uh, Matilda gets out of, like, the hospital and yeah. she's, like, just kind of roaming the streets yeah. of Philadelphia. Um, they had the African-American society, is that what they're called? I think so. Um, they've got people going house to house delivering, like, food and necessities because to people. Because they thought they couldn't get sick. Yeah, because they thought that they wouldn't catch yellow fever, which was wrong. Um, because Also historically accurate. That's what Philadelphia believed is they yeah. thought they wouldn't get sick. I feel like that's a lot of cases, though, for, like, diseases and stuff. Like, people think that they can't get it. Yeah. And it's just not true. Yeah. Um, they're the same as we are. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's how that works. Diseases don't really care. Yeah. But, yeah, it deals... Reading it as an adult, you start to realize, I now understand why this was required reading as a child. Mm-hmm. Because it's dealing with a lot of issues that, as a child, you're not really going to notice it. But as an adult, you're like, yeah. wow, I can't believe I read this as a kid. Well, like, even reading it as, like, a child, like, it's exposing you to issues and themes that... You know, um, academically, you should start getting comfortable with discussing, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had read this as, you know, a child, I would have been like, they're sick. That's it. That's uh, that's all I would have gotten from it. That's all I really Um, remember from the book 
until I read it again. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. But reading it at a, as an adult, some of the scenes are, like, kind of shocking. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned to you um, the day I was reading it, there's a scene where... Um, oh, the death with, wagons. Yeah, she's leaving the hospital on a wagon with, like, other children and, like, some lady, and they... Um, I think her grandfather's with her, and he says, oh, like, don't look, Matilda. And she looks, and it's a death wagon with bodies in it, and she describes one of the bodies. He's, like, a 17-year-old boy, and she mm-hmm. she describes, like, his blonde hair and his his uh, clothes, and, like, she, you know, makes a remark that, like, his boots were clean, and then, like, then like it gets, like, gruesome, and then she's like, oh, his mouth is gaped open, and then there's flies. Yeah, yeah, there's flies, yeah. like, flying in and out. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a book for children? Yeah. Um, that That is why, at the beginning of this podcast, you would have heard Our something simple. saying, you know. Content warning. <laughs> listener, discretion advised. Yeah. Uh, just because just it does deal with the concepts of, you know, death and, and, and what comes with that, mm-hmm. and... Especially when it's mass death. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's... It was an epidemic. Like, these people are dropping like flies. It's disease on a mass scale. Yeah. And, I mean, at one point she talks about her grandfather being buried in the center of town. Yeah. With the rest of the bodies, because, uh, I mean, that's what they were doing. They were doing, digging mass graves. Like, even, like, at, towards, like, the end of the book before people started coming back, she talks about, like, how, like, desolate... Philadelphia is like these mm-hmm. bustling market streets are empty, empty. Um, and that's it, it's shocking to like visualize when you're reading it like you know in your mind you can see like a busy market and people everywhere and just teeming with people and then like to flip that on its head and have yeah. like a big open market with no one in it no yeah. stalls no people no animals anything I, I did just to point out one of my favorite just sort of scenes in the book is the return of Washington. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, which is accurate. That's what a lot of people saw is if Washington goes back, we'll go back. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's George Washington. Yeah. And It's our homie George. And he would, I mean, this is historically accurate. He would leave Philadelphia every summer and would go stay in Virginia at Mount Vernon because he wanted to be there more than he wanted to be in Philadelphia. <laughs> which, at this point, who can blame him? But... <laughs> There's an epidemic at the time. I would have left, too. (laughs) Well, yeah. I would have holed up in my house, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Too poor to go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But he he does end up coming back um, in, I believe it's late October um, at some point. And this is, it's accurate to the, to the time that he, when he comes back, there's a whole mass of wagons that follows him back. Because if Washington comes back, we can come back. It's safe yeah. now. He's here. We're safe. Um, which I not only does that sort of just demonstrate, you know, the idea of the time, but sort of the importance of George Washington. Yeah. And I mean, George ain't gonna fight off a disease. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I mean, he had scarlet fever when he was younger and has scars from it when he's older. But that belief that if Washington's here, nothing can touch us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just, I think that's a really important concept that I don't think a lot of people really get now. Well, I think that... that I don't think we have people that we look at that way anymore. Yeah. Of, like, he can do anything. Yeah, I think that point that you're making, though, about Washington, um, you kind of see evidence of that throughout the book, too. Like, because 
Matilda's grandfather fought under George Washington. Yeah, right? yeah. And, like, he mentions it several times throughout the book, like, oh, if Washington was here, like, I could do anything. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's interesting that you Yeah, it's, that it's out. weaved throughout there. I mean, there's a lot of, like, concepts that are weaved throughout the book. Like, yeah, the fever is just an overarching yeah. thing that sort of moves the book like a yeah. rudder. I think but, the book is very, like, cleverly crafted in that, like, yeah. it's, it's intertwining all these themes and elements um, in such, like, almost a masterful way. Like, because you don't, if you weren't looking for it, you almost wouldn't realize. It's like, a coming what, of age yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With just that idea of the fever pushing her to have to come to age. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a choice. It's either that or the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, overall, it's a really great book. I think, I, I, mean, I definitely would recommend. Yeah, I would if, recommend if, it If you're to... interested, please come check it out at the library. Both copies that we have are going back today. Yeah, if you have an interest, uh, an interest in historical fiction, I would definitely say this is a, a book you should read. Or if it's something that you want to get started in, this is a good yeah, starting this is point a great, for historical fiction. Yeah, a great point to start at to kind of introduce yourself to historical fiction and how it works and mm-hmm. whatnot. Well, that is all that we have for you today. Our next episode will be coming out just before Thanksgiving, and it's going to be talking about books that we're thankful for and why. And that's going to include the entire library staff giving you descriptions of their favorite books and you know, you could take that as some book recommendations or whatnot, as Gara is losing her mind right now. Yeah, I'm not excited. <laughs> well, I'm excited because I am thankful for so many books, but it feels like the pressure's on now. Well, uh, as I was, I've been starting to collect those responses, and a lot of people have been telling me, you're telling me to pick my favorite child. Yeah, literally. Uh, and I always tell them, well, you're on the spot, so pick one. <laughs> but... That is all we have for you today. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Yeah, bye-bye.